0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 8, Funky Baz and Face. There was no episode 7 as it ended up, there sort of was, but um, ended up there wasn't. Uh, looking forward to having that to Baz and Face. How are you, Face?
1: Yeah, very well, thanks Funky. Uh, yeah, episode 7, let's just put it down to some uh, holiday blues, travelling blues, and um, let's hope we've got a... 13th. Oh, big Friday the 13th. Let's hope we've got yeah. some uh, stronger um, internet connection tonight, for sure. We had Robbie Polito, and uh, I was good having a chat to Robbie Polito. How are you, Baz? Oh, g'day, boys. Hello, you? Baz.
2: This is a good night. Um, I'm ready to go. Boys, i got my glass of wine here tonight.
1: <laughs> Drink nice. responsibly. I've got nice. my glass
2: of wine. I got The kids are away. You might hear the music in the background, a bit of um, horses in the background. The kids are away. Just Jane and I home tonight. So... Um, <coughs>
0: That's great. That's great, Baz. You happy with that? (laughs) We're just talking about our troubled episode seven, um, which uh, came out halfway through, Friday the 13th. had a great chat to Rob Polito, but it didn't quite make it to the end. So um, episode seven doesn't exist, but we'll still go from – this was still, I think, episode eight, just to show that there is a gap between six and eight, just to remind us that we had a deleted episode – Uh, last week we're back in good form though this week so looking forward to chatting to you boys we've got a feature packed show as well um i'm in a cracking spot over in western australia at coral bay just overlooking the water sun's about to head down i think i've got some coughing tourist who's about to walk past so hopefully she walks past (laughs) nice and quickly uh i hope you boys have had a good week we've got shit or shine um baz's bacon tweet of the week as we do before we get to there, um, face, you want to mention a few of our followers and listeners
1: well it's quite uh, remarkable, really, considering episode seven and, and the non event that it turned out to be apologies Rob Plito. but um, uh, still remarkable number of followers uh, that have joined on the last couple of weeks some some names you 'll all be very familiar with. Um, I felt like a little giddy girl when uh, this this guy joined our connection uh, our our tweet followers Ross Christie I felt like a little girl in high school when he started following me so that a was girl. Cool. you
2: didn't feel like a boy
1: face felt like a girl did you No a little yeah, a little girl mate when Ross Christie uh, starts following you oh, I felt Good quite time. excited about that um, we've got uh, Milosh uh, Gun architect from Woods Bagger, uh, he could be our United Adelaide United correspondent boys just putting that out there yeah. had a chat to touch him on the weekend knows nothing about footy but uh, name? Oh, soccer a name like Milosh has to be
2: a, a soccer supporter. Yeah, he's a soccer
1: gun. Yeah, uh, he would have be been a bit gutted about Croatia. But um, uh, his, his wife actually knows more about Crows than he does. So, um, uh, yeah. Well, um, we could
2: ask him what he thinks about the, uh, the runner. What's, what's the runner's name? The famous runner?
1: Uh, that's um, Maybe he'll be. Uh, let us know next week. I don't know. <laughs> he's
2: going to play um, for the Central Coast, you know, the uh, fastest guy in the world. Usain Bolt, mate. Usain Bolt. Usain yeah, Bolt. Yeah, maybe who yeah. could talk the, about
1: that? Yeah, maybe he could. Uh, Funky, I think one of your mates, uh, Craig Thomas, following us, uh, getting a little bit of action on uh, Twitter. Which Craig Thomas
0: is uh, very successful district umpire, uh, cricket umpire in SA, and uh, umpired a women's BBL game. Very very excited. He, I think, he did the uh, New Year's Eve game um, this year too. So he's pumped up for that. Once he hit the big time with the BBL, with the more fixtures, I think he's got a fair chance. So I'm sure he can promote us around the BBL.
2: You must be a special person that is a cricket umpire, I reckon. Must, <laughs> be a real, like, must be someone a little bit quirky, a little bit different, but just loves the, the game of sport because a cricket umpire, jeez, i tell you what, it wouldn't be an patient, wouldn't he? It has to be well, very, very
1: patient. Speaking of patient, our next follower, Tim Geddes, he's a Carlton supporter. Yeah. Try and indoctrinate his son, uh, Topher, into uh, being a Blues supporter, but they've got a long, long time ahead of them, don't they, really? So, actually, on the Carlton Blues, did you watch Caro um, and Sosilvani the other night? Did see yeah. it, yeah. Oh, that was intriguing, wasn't it? That was fantastic TV. Oh,
2: it's quite me that people um, said that Sof did so well and, and Caro didn't. I think it was great that Caro had a go because you, yep. you can't be an underperforming club for the last 30 years and get away with it. Yeah. So just,
1: but like they said, though, like Soss said, they're virtually a new club. So they've got to be judged on when he came in and what he's oh. tried to do. Uh,
0: I think that's a massive cop-out. And, and you would have heard, <laughs> heard it first on Funky Baz and Face about the, the whole rebuild. <laughs> when you're... Yes. In elite sport, you can't, just can't afford to say that we're rebuilding. So, so, what you're actually saying is when we're turning up for round one of whatever year it is, it's all right, we're rebuilding. For all <laughs> the people that put their money behind the membership, it's all right, guys, we're not going
2: to win today, it's a rebuild. Uh, this is this is elite sport. It's not... Oh, uh, Funky, I just so agree with you there. That, I, I just wish that you were on that panel. I'm pretty classified because to me, I thought Caro did everything right and you, you just cannot rebuild for that long, for the last 30 years. Yeah. It's just absolutely ridiculous that they give them... You know, we don't even really think about Carlton just because yeah. they're in a re- rebuild. Yeah.
0: So rebuild Rebuild's code for getting it wrong and it's also um, giving... <laughs> a coach another couple of years on the contract these coaches are paid you know close to a million dollars a year rebuild I I just can't put up with a rebuild no I totally agree with you so fair to say
1: boys I really enjoy watching football with Tim because it's uh, pretty safe uh, Adelaide versus Carlton or you know um, this time of year um uh, Baz, you'll love this one. Naked Run Wines, um, Stephen of Wines. Follow us and give us a bit of love on Twitter, which is great. House, really? Yeah, yeah. That the great house. Um, He's got a dirty moustache at the moment. Too, all right. Oh right. Oh, he. I'm surprised they got an internet connection up there. <laughs> 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 um, but maybe, uh, maybe future sponsor of the podcast boys, yes. Baz and Face, and they could run wines. We could uh, sample a bit of merch. And uh, get that going yeah. our way. Um, and the last one, Daniel Healy, I think uh, you've obviously had a connection with him, Funk.
0: Yes, yep, uh, with his work in leading teams as well, and um, did some uh, fitness work when he, his first year um, after St Kilda, when he came back to uh, the Bulldogs. So, um,
2: well, I was there. a teammate of uh, Daniel Healy back in the day. You had the, the next big thing being <laughs> not myself, but Daniel Healy. <laughs> and I was the little nuggety. Uh, Bloke that couldn't get a game, and uh, I used to sort of try and say, "G'day, Daniel, where you going?" And uh, yeah, he'd think, "Who the hell was this little kid?" And uh, I used to play next to him, but obviously he went on to play for St Kilda, and I still remember his taboo game. It was actually in Western Australia, and uh, one. And I remember his taboo game, and obviously was a great player for Centrals as well. So had a great career uh but yes i did play with him i do remember a few um very funny times as a teenager but we'll probably leave that uh for another
1: time so fun, that's our followers for uh for the last very couple nice. of weeks mate very nice. great great to have them on board listening
0: anything controversial we'll just dump it back into episode 7 that's been deleted <laughs> yeah. so we'll put that in there boys i'm going to go with um shine i'm on uh, given i'm on holidays there's no shit for me this week it's just a shine Ooh. uh The idea of a red card into AFL, it's a shine for me, and I've got three examples through the year. I'd love to see a red card introduced, and I want to see it introduced as soon as the finals. I think uh, having a red card system, i think actually without it, it could actually cost a team a final, and it could actually cost a team a premiership. So my examples are the Robbie Gray sling tackle on the weekend. That was... Just terrible to see him just laying there motionless on the ground. From a, a care and a well-being point of view, instead of wanting to make sure he's all right, but when you put it from a football perspective, Port Adelaide were without a player for three and a half quarters. The player who laid that ret- tackle ridiculous should have been a red card and straight off straight away, off straight away. I'd also would have red carded Lindsay Thomas for his hit in his first Port Adelaide game straight off. Straight off the field, not, not to
2: return. I thought you were going to red, red card him for his performance on Sunday. Uh,
0: no, no. For the um, for the bump uh, that he had on uh, Scott Selwood, I think it was, when he ran straight past the footy, lined him up and went straight through. And the Jeremy Cameron hit as well as an automatic red card for me. Um, I think it's a great idea. It's in introduced into the biggest game in the world being uh, football or soccer, whichever way you want to call it. Um, having a red card sends the player off straight away and it actually doesn't disadvantage. So if you're in a final and your gun player, like the Robbie Gray, goes down in the first quarter, you're missing your gun and you're missing your one player down for the rest of the game, which clearly is an advantage to that team who has lined someone up. So for me, a red card is a big shine that I want to see in the game and I want to see in this year's finals. Keen to hear your thoughts.
2: Yeah, mate, I, I think what you're doing, though, is, is you're actually making another thing to go wrong. And <laughs> the, play, the, the umpire's got enough to worry about. Mm. And you're saying that you could lose the grand final. You could actually lose the grand final by the other way by an umpire sending off someone that doesn't deserve a red card, that you give them a red card and they're off for the game. Can you imagine the controversy that would cause if, say, Tex Walker got uh, red carded last week for his hit on the Geelong player? Oh, I couldn't. That was borderline, actually. Oh, come on. Come on. Uh, no, no the- I think, I think it's, just, it's another thing to go wrong. The umpires get enough wrong as it is without having to put another big responsibility on them. The responsibility to send someone off in a grand final is something they may or may not have done. Let the judiciary decide afterwards. Yeah. I think you're putting way too much onto it on the day, on the umpire. I mean, those, those poor guys get enough... Um,
1: Scrutiny, scrutiny on their calls. Scrutiny, and...
2: thank you, Face. They like get enough scrutiny as it is without having that. So, yeah, I, I yep. think that that's just uh, enough, another thing that could possibly go
1: wrong. I, I agree with you, Baz, and it looks like you've been reading my notes with uh, some of the words that came out of your mouth, which is a little bit concerning, but... Um, Judiciary. Uh... <laughs> 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 just don't ask him to spell it and he'll be fine. Uh, yeah. um, uh, exactly about the umpires. then. Can you imagine the extra pressure for them to try and make a judgment call in a split second at home? We're able to see, yes, that Robbie Gray tackle uh, from Newhouse or whatever his name was, that that was, you know, inappropriate and deserved to be a red card. But in the heat of the game, sometimes the vision's blocked. They're going to make a terrible call. So what do we do? Do we go to a VAR video review system? Lots I, 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 I just think, not? well, I, I just think it's to just, I, I agree, let the, judiciary, the tribunal, um, decide on the penalty after the game. Um, and if it's in a grand final, clearly they're going to get a bigger penalty. Um, it's, you know, what is it, double or maximum points? So um,
0: but, but, but I, uh, I, I uh, think it's Walker. Time, so if you he, if he took it, let's say Richmond are playing Collingwood this year and someone from Collingwood lines up Dusty Martin first quarter and Dusty Martin's out for the game, that's pretty much a Collingwood premiership just through that one act. If you t- but if yeah. you take out that, if you red card that, probably doesn't even it up. But it, at least it evens it up with with players.
2: Okay, so here's an example: Trent Cotchin, Prelim Final, knocks over the GWS guy. Would you red card him?
1: Dylan Chill, yeah.
2: I think they have to
0: be clear cut. So yeah. I think yeah. I, I reckon that's a grey area. That one, I reckon that's one that you uh, put to your. Um, Highly fancied judiciary, as you <laughs> – <laughs> I reckon you put them over there, but the absolute out and out. And that's why I brought, brought out these three examples. They're clear-cut, absolute clear-cut. And if you go to the video, then that gives you further evidence as well. Probably keep in mind it's in the biggest game in the world and it's in the biggest game in the world and it's stayed that way and no
1: one's asking for that oh, to be cut, cut out. So There's too much room for a bad mistake to be made in such a massive, massive game. We're going too much like soccer Bix. You have starting positions, you can have red cards, we'll have we'll have uh, I don't know, goalkeeper in his protected space soon. Like it's just, you know, how far do we go? Just keep just keep the game as it is.
0: Okay. You've heard it from the boys. Funky Baz and Face. Now, um, Baz, I think you've got an element of shit or shine, which um, just means it's open slather now. It means that Face and I can do a Baz's bake in the future. But uh, what do you got for us?
2: Well, I just just uh news that came over today about uh, Jared Polak um, going for uh, an offer from North Melbourne Kangaroos the 700 plus and the figure is plus over five years at the Kangaroos Um, and that would put him, if that was paid in the top three players at at Port Adelaide if Port Adelaide matched that which yes it will give um, it will make them a better team uh, the Kangaroos and you've got to take your hat off for having a crack but is he really worth that sort of money over that over that duration of time. He doesn't have history of being durable. Um, so, I mean, I think at Port, he'd probably be about a $500,000 player. And, you know, his outside run, his long leg, certainly is I would advantage to them. But I certainly wouldn't put he, be putting him in the top three at Port Adelaide. And for the fact that the Kangaroos are having a red-hot... I think he's really got to think about it. And, yeah, I, I just think that uh, I'm, I'm not sure what you boys think, but I wouldn't have thought he would be that calibre of player. Uh, but I think Porter are going to have to put up the money, otherwise they'll lose him.
1: Oh, I think he's an Adelaide boy. And the fact that he's already come back from Brisbane, where you know, he missed his mum too much, so that, he came yeah, back. I that um, I, uh, interesting about his durability, because I think he's missed pretty much one year, and his other, other years he's played 17 games or more. So I think his durability about his – he had a real bad foot injury, maybe hamstring or so um, a, a couple of games. But I think he's pretty well been okay except for one real bad year where his foot flared up. Um, well, you know, he'd probably been the top three for Port this year in terms of um, output. So uh, it's a good time to come out of contract. What do you yeah,
0: think, I can't believe that North Melbourne, again, have made another offer <laughs> public for their long-suffering fans to probably say we've failed luring someone else again. I, I don't mind. You know, if they think that Polak's going to make them better and they're going to offer that money to his Adelaide boys from Henley High, probably from the football program in there, uh, former Woodville West Torrens boys, so he does like Adelaide. Um, but he to make it public again, when they've failed in... The public.
1: Four other times? Hmm.
0: What was that face?
1: Yeah, four other times, I reckon. Yeah,
0: they failed so many times publicly. Their, their supporters would be like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the scrutiny of AFL, so, I reckon keep your failings private and when you have a success, make them really, really public and that's what North Melbourne need to do. They need to, you know, if they failed 19 times and landed one big fish, Oh, and if their supporters just knew about the one, they'd think that there's...
2: Yeah, but I don't think it's their... I'm not sure they... I think Sam McClure has put it out there. I don't think uh, that, that North Melbourne... Promoted uh, and, that, it.
1: and that's the difference, I think, is that you've got a, a bloke who's notorious for putting out... Even Campbell Brown called him out on Talking footy the Night, which is, I must admit, fantastic to watch someone put him back in his place. And he did not know what to say. Campbell Brown said, you just make stories up just for the sake of it. And he hated that. But that's... You know, there's a plenty of uh, evidence behind him now that a lot of the stuff that he comes out with is just um, trash.
0: Well, it'll be interesting to see where he goes because there's a lot of money. Um,
1: mm.
0: But, I mean, if he gets five or 600 at Port, does he stay where, where he's at? He's probably more likely to win a premiership at Port, I guess, in the next five years in North Melbourne. But um, yeah. I think for North, keep, Let's keep hope them not. private if they can and uh, tr- hopefully they try and land a gun and tell their supporters who haven't won a premiership for about 20 years, so...
1: Uh, Sounds familiar. It does. It
0: does. Baz, <laughs> uh, have yes, you got mate? a Baz's bake, and is your Baz's bake a team in a field this
2: week <laughs> No, it's not. It's not. I've, I've uh, benched away from that. I'm not happy, boys. This Baz's bake, I'm not happy. And I'll tell you what I'm not happy about. Why did the Port Adelaide Football Club recruit uh, Rockcliffe? Why did they recruit? They recruited him for the now. Why did they recruit? What they recruited him for the now. Why did they recruit Trengo? They recruited the Now. Why did they recruit Thomas? They recruited him for the Now. So they recruited all these players for the Now. Fair enough. They're having a crack. All right? Ken Heakley said, let's have a crack. And you go over to Fremantle. You play a very ordinary team. They don't put players behind the ball. And you kick 15 points in a half. Are you kidding me? That is the most disgraceful performance (laughs) I have seen in a long, long time. Okay, that was just pathetic. Ken Hinkley, if you ask me, is in trouble. Coffee has a history of not putting up with it. Long-term contract. He not put up with 15 points and a half. Robbie Gray was injured in the third quarter. That first half was the most pitiful performance I've ever seen. Okay, and for a few years now, they've been thinking we're going to have a crack. They're not having a crack at this year's premiership, boys. They are, they are pretenders and and I would say they will not get in within a bull's roar of the Premiership for this year or the next or the next. And when those older players do retire, then they've got a,
1: a generation of hurt coming up to them. Well, that doesn't make me unhappy, to be honest. I'm quite happy about that. <laughs> when you said I'm unhappy, I was wondering where you're going. But um, you're right. They've uh, rec- recruited for the now and they've got to deliver. They've also recruited Paddy Ryder for the now, Charlie Dixon, the other missing piece that they've had. So... You know what? I'm glad it's you saying this and not Bryzi Harris, Baz, because uh, normally whatever Bryzi says, the the absolute opposite happens. So uh, the fact that they could um, not win a flag, uh, I don't see that at the Rupture either.
2: Well, what are your thoughts, Funky, on that? I mean, I'm, in all seriousness, boys, to me, that's just not good enough. Like 15 points and a half, and not putting players behind the ball. The, the conditions were perfect, and I'm being serious here. Like, how can that happen when you when they were a chance to finish top of the, uh, to be on top of the mm. ladder, equal with Richmond at the moment. If they they've got a history of losing these games where they should win, I, I just can't put my finger on it. But w- what are your thoughts, Funky? Uh,
0: I'm interested in that you're baking them so much when you don't like them. I'm <laughs> surprised you're so emotive about their performance.
2: No, no. Well, I, I, I baked um, the Crows last the other week, yep. and I, you know. I break, you know, and obviously I love them, but I, to me, it just is bizarre that they can kick, you can kick fifteen. My goody Saints, under 10s will kick more than 15 points. That's, that's like, down to the coaching just, though, Baz. Well, that's a very good coach. They do have. But um, what are your thoughts for Well, I, I actually thought um,
0: that was obviously a slip on the weekend. I actually thought they we were going to finish second at the end of the minor round, have a home final, have a very nice entry into the grand final. It is so tight. I also think, like, um, the gap between second and probably fifth and sixth is probably only one or two games in it. And if you drop a game, you're in trouble. They have dropped that game. I still think that that could cost them a top four spot. But if you have a look at other teams as well, so I think Melbourne lost to St Kilda just a couple of weeks ago, Melbourne could actually finish between ninth, 10th and maybe even 11th. And I reckon it's, mm. they play this week against Geelong it could yeah. actually be fair to say the loser might actually miss out in the finals.
2: Oh, that is the that is the best call you've done for a couple of weeks, Ruby. <laughs> I really rate that. <laughs> that, that. I think it's a massive game. Like, I think massive game gets, you know, put up around the bat, you know, Barossa versus Capanda at Capanda, massive game. But no, this one is actually a massive game. <laughs> DeLong, so Melbourne this week, I think that's a great call. I think we should go down to sports bet gamble responsibly. <laughs> and put, a, put a fifty. Whoever loses this game, they won't make the final.
0: And so, right. are you Before saying
2: our listeners, our listeners should do the same? Yep. Whoever loses this week, they will not make the final.
0: And are you saying that? The Melbourne Geelong game this week is as big as Barossa playing Capunda at Dutton Park.
2: (laughs) Well, I I tell you what, the runner last week at Barossa was very tired after the game. He uh, did a lot of running, but um, no, Barossa are going okay. (laughs) No, but I'm saying that this—that is a great call. Geelong, Melbourne this week. That the loser of that is enormous trouble.
0: All right. Well, it'll be interesting to see because I don't reckon many people are calling it. So we'll, we'll see how accurate we are on Funky Baz and Face.
2: And I will, as, as, a, as to back up what I'm saying, I'll put... Uh, Jane could be around here, she might be listening. But I will put a 50 <laughs> at Sports Bet on the lose at the White Mate Final.
1: Right. I think we found a new sponsor. Yep. <laughs> very, very good. Uh,
2: and
0: we'll see where Port go in the next couple of weeks too, Baz. Good work to have Port in your Baz's bank as well. Glad that just, might just fire him up, Baz. Yeah. Uh, so, Face, what do you got for us? You've probably got a couple of weeks as Tweet of the Week. Uh, you, I think you had some gold penned up for last week when we cut out.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's fine. I, I don't mind uh, giving up the airways for you two, uh, being elder brothers and all, so that's all good. Um, got a, a couple of contenders again uh, this week. Adelaide Crows kick it off for me, uh, celebrating uh, Not guilty. We flies one with Bryce Gibbs not uh, being found not guilty at the AFL tribunal. That uh, charge against Selwood was an absolute disgrace. It was a disgrace. Um, how how that was even uh, got that far is beyond me. Um, I really enjoyed uh, obviously the Crows celebrating that, but then the Two Crows podcast probably probably um, uh, against us in terms of our ratings. But they wrote hashtag Crows witch hunt uh, MRP zero crows two. And that's obviously referring to Taylor Walker a couple of weeks before that as well on Luke Shuey. Um, now here's one. Uh, we was one of our shit or shines actually, uh, funky and Baz was, um, the crows theme song being used for the SA uh, under 18s. Would I heard it first on funky, Baz and face. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Mighty SA Junior Calisthenics Championships. The South Australian team use the uh, we're the pride of South Australia, we're the Mighty SA Juniors, so yep. it is catching. I'm not sure how the Port supporters feel about that one too, but uh, yeah, they're um, it's, a, it's a wonderful song. You used to back uh, in your time, didn't you, Face? <laughs> Yeah, there might have been one too many uh, shows, yeah. I might have uh, yeah. uh, slept through back yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, very good memory, funky. You think that it's weird
2: face that no one's uh, taken on the Barossa District uh, song? But...
1: Yeah, uh, click Go this year's. I think um, <laughs> stole stole the tune, so yeah. uh, we could claim claim the fame that one. Um, Uh, one from uh, at Michael R. Cotton he said Western Bulldogs are the Shaneway Woden of premierships I thought that was quite good Um, in reference to the Carlton St. Kilda game last Friday night the um, you'll love this Baz the president of uh, the Walkerville Cats my Walkerville Cats Joseph Frick Fricky he uh, said I feel sorry for whoever goes at pick one hashtag AFL Saints Blues because geez Carlton were ordinary weren't they that was that was embarrassing watching that Um, and Dane Swan followed it up with Colton should play on Monday Arvos when everyone is at work, so no one has to watch floating yeah, fixture like for Friday night games, please, which uh, I'm sure will be heard loud and clear um, at AFL House if Swanee uh, tweeted it. Um, hey,
2: Funky, just can I butt yes, in their face yes, and pass. just off what you just said then? Uh, Funky, I'd like you to sort of put this on the agenda next week, is that uh, Lacocious and a few of the top picks – can they actually say no to uh, going to a team because of the history that the Gold Coast have of losing all their stars? And that's just off what you said, Face. I want you to put up that on the agenda next week because I think that there is a case for the stars not wanting to go to Gold Coast. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, that's for next week. But I want maybe our listeners to maybe come in with some ideas on that because if I was Likosis' parents, I wouldn't be that happy for him to go to Gold Coast. I mean, yes, it's great to play AFL, but... You know, I think wouldn't you rather go to an established club? You would, a yeah, definitely. Players? Yeah, and you know, I don't think that maybe they nurture their their stars as well as what uh, as what they would have liked as well. So,
1: yeah, you see, you see the, the rate of progression of their kids compared to if they are in a stronger side and uh, yep. ability to be carried through games rather than be one of the stars that have to stand up. You know, it's Absolutely. very very um, small percentage. Um, Imagine con- if,
0: if if you just. Related back to our example, imagine if, like, if it was one of us that got drafted and we got home and, and oh, Brozzy Harris is as transparent as you like, and he come home, you know, Brozzy was not capable of listening on the internet because he doesn't know how it works. And if he come home, you walk in the door and he'll go, hey, guys, how'd you go, mate? Who'd you get drafted to? And we'll say, Brozzy, we got drafted to Gold Coast. <laughs> he'll be like, oh, that'd be fine, mate. Yeah, no yeah, worries, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> he would be as transparent as uh, he would tell you that uh, that's – no place to yeah. go, wouldn't he? <laughs> he
2: would. He would. He'd go, oh, bad luck, mate. Yeah, pro- yeah. That's the way it goes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, contender number four was the Thai kids soccer team, the Wild Boars. Um, the great cricketer, you might know boys from their book, uh, yes, Tea and No good. Sympathy. Yeah. yeah. Um, he tweeted out, I can barely stand six hours with my teammates on a Saturday, let alone two weeks huddled together in a Thai cave. I thought that was quite I did inappropriate, see that from yeah. the brain. I- inappropriate, the great, great, kind of. <laughs> um, But the winner this week was um, Adelaide United new signing Ken Ilso who, uh, yeah. if you haven't seen that on Twitter, he's quite a confident looking rooster. Uh, he's a new uh, striker. He tweeted out himself. He said, the Viking from Denmark has officially signed with Adelaide United for this season. Thereby the Viking will now slide into the top 10 list of most dangerous animals in Australia. I just felt like Tweeting underneath that uh, funky Baz and Face liked this tweet very much. He uh, well t-
2: Milosh maybe could tell us. Can maybe can Milosh uh, tell us if he's any? Good. Yeah, we'll, we'll
1: get him on board. We'll get it, Get some feedback. And that's it for uh, tweet of the week. Funky and Baz, very,
0: very good boys. Um, another suggestion I've got is any of our listeners, if they do actually get on to Funky Baz and Face on Twitter, or if they send us just a text message, is uh, who they would recommend to have as our local legend we, we've still got a half a dozen lined up that we'll just we'll just put into our podcast episodes over time but i reckon it'd be good to say you must interview this person because and tell us why so we still want to have a chat to our local legend and it'd be great to get some listener feedback on who we must have on funky Basm and face right, what's that twitter you. handle
1: face at Funky Bazface. Face. There we go. Very, very <laughs> easy.
0: Very, very easy. Uh, we've got a few lined up that we'll have over a couple of weeks, so looking forward to that. Boys, it's been a pleasure. Great to have a chat, and we'll chat again next week.
1: Thanks, Funky. Gotcha.
0: See you, boys. Gotcha.